Hey, it's Mark Kidman here. And I'm Alan Light, and on this episode of Sound Up, legendary Heartbreakers guitarist Mike Campbell joins us to discuss Vagabonds, Virgins, and Misfits, the upcoming new album from his band, Mike Campbell and the Dirty Knobs. Also joining us is Eels frontman Mark Oliver Everett. We'll be talking about their new album, Eels Time. Plus, we've got our new music picks of the week. Sound Up with Mark Goodman and Alan Light. Get it on Pandora, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey there, I'm your host and channeler and medium, bringing you over 30 years of experience to Portal Mystico podcast. I've dedicated my life to uncovering a treasure trove of tools and techniques, and I can't wait to share them with you. Join me on this incredible journey where we'll dive deep into spirituality, astrology, channeling, fitness, the divine feminine, numerology, and various spiritual modalities. And each week, you'll receive invaluable insights and interviews that are going to bring you closer to that version of yourself that you want to achieve. Expect captivating interviews with experts, deep dives into metaphysical concepts and practical advice to ignite your creativity and boost your personal growth. I'm your host, Elena Maggio, and Portal Mystico Podcast. Listen to Portal Mystico on Pandora app, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite platform. At CarPro USA, Jerry Reynolds, the CarPro, wants to help you with straight talk and honest answers about everything automotive. A former two-time USA Today Dealer of the Year award winner, he can tell you whether to buy or lease, whether you should trade your car in or sell it yourself, or if a gas or diesel is your best choice. Jerry's sidekick, Radio Hall of Famer Kevin McCarthy, wants to keep things moving so you can call in and post pictures of his car on Facebook before he inevitably wrecks it. Here they are now on CarPro USA. And we thank you for joining us here at CarPro USA. We'll help you make a good, smart car buying decision. We'll help you pick out what's the best vehicle for you. Uh, you know, if we're going to talk SUVs, I will need some information. Do you have to have a third row seat? What's your price range that you'd like to stay within? Because today, new SUVs, you know, about twenty grand is about as cheap as you can get out, but you can run them up all the way to past $400,000. So price range helps me when we're trying to talk about, uh, you know, SUVs. And and I always like to know what somebody's hot button is. If you're gonna if you're gonna invest in a new car, what's the most important thing to you? Sometimes it's looks, sometimes it's safety, sometimes it's reliability, sometimes it's fuel economy, sometimes it's all those things. And that makes it a little tougher. But I'll help you try to figure it out. I drive a lot of new cars. This week I have been behind the wheel of the twenty twenty Hyundai Palisade. The first Hyundai three-row SUV out there, and I've got to tell you, it is spectacular. I knew it would be from having the Kia Telluride last year, and they came out with the Palisade later. What's interesting about the comparison between the two SUVs who are made by the same company, Hyundai, Hyundai owns Kia, so... Uh, the the Telluride was actually, I thought, a better looking SUV on the outside. It's more rugged looking, um, but on the inside, I think the Palisade has a nicer interior, and 
you can get a power third row seat that folds flat into the floor. You can also flip the second row captain's chairs down from the rear. And that's a nice thing for people. You know, if you've got to load something in there, pop those seats down with the push of a button. Takes five seconds. It's nice. And surprisingly, the Palisade is actually slightly cheaper than the Telluride. That was another surprise. So that review will be up on the website probably no later than Tuesday, if not Monday. And it will be in this week's free newsletter that you can subscribe to by going to carprousa.com. Kevin McCarthy joins me. He's my trusty sidekick. You could have won a lot of money betting me if asking me which I thought would be the most expensive, the Hyundai version of the three-row SUV or the Kia version. Yeah, that was a bit of a surprise to me other than I knew that from when they first came out. Um, this This Palisade that I'm driving – has no options. Everything that you see comes standard on the car, including dual power moonroofs. Uh, it, it, it's it's got a system that you got two choices from the touchscreen on the dash when you're driving. You can go to quiet mode, which turns off just one just one little push of a button turns off the rear speakers so that if you got a sleeping kid in the third row, they won't be disturbed. Oh. The opposite of that is a talk now button, which will let the driver say anything he wants to, and it'll go through every one of the speakers in the vehicle. So you don't have to turn around and go, you know, hey, you kids stop that or I'm going to stop this car. And I'm going to tell you, it works like a <laughs> charm. I mean, you, you, it just, it, it, of course it shuts the radio off when you do it, but it echoes your voice throughout that vehicle. And I had, I, I said it, I'll say it one more time. Hyundai thought of everything with this one. I mean, everything right down to the neatest little details That's and amazing. for $47,000. That's really amazing. That really is truly amazing. I don't know of anything out there that compares with it other than the Telluride, which again is different. Let's talk to Jerry in Diamond Bar, California. Jerry, welcome. How can I help you? Yes, Jerry. Um, I'm trying to purchase a 2020 Corvette. Yeah. And, uh, I don't know if it's better for me to lease it or purchase it. How long do you think you'll keep it? Most likely, uh, I keep my cars between four to six years. But in this case, uh, I uh, I heard so much about this car, and uh, I probably want to keep it. If it's a good car, I want to keep it as long as I can. Yeah, and, and I, I think that's probably going to be the case. Uh, I think this car is going to be really something special. Uh, I'm trying to decide whether or not to get one myself. I've got a lease coming up in July. Um, and I've, I've had two new Corvettes in the last uh, six years, uh, both C7s. And, uh, and, and I enjoyed them. The last one I didn't like as much as the first one, believe it or not. The question is, before I tell you, buy or lease. The question is, have you got one on order yet? Yes, I did uh, put five thousand uh, dollars payment, and uh, they told me uh, if they can get it uh, until the end of January, 
they will, uh, you know, they will charge me extra five thousand over the sticker price. But if it's not, if I'm going to get it February or March, I don't know uh, when am I going to get it. But they told me uh, then I don't have to pay the extra five thousand. I don't know. Yeah, the the, the the GM strike that lasted three months delayed all the Corvettes. So I would say you're probably looking if if there was a chance you could get it in March, that probably is going to be the first of summer at this point. Um, if you're going to, I would I would buy the car instead of lease it. Typically, it will cost you more to lease and then buy. If there's any hesitation that you would not keep the car that long then then i would take the risk with the lease but it sounds like you're pretty set on four or five years maybe six maybe longer and i think you'll come out better if you just go ahead and purchase it up front instead of leasing it uh it will end up costing you more if you lease and then turn around and buy and you know i haven't seen any residuals on the new corvette yet I suspect they're going to be sky high mm-hmm. um, just because of the, I mean, these cars sold out in a week and man, I mean, they're ordering 2021s now and have no idea when they're going to get them. I'd buy it if I were you, uh, Jerry, and I do appreciate the phone call. I want to hear back from you after you get it and tell me what you think. I've had a lot of our listeners that have got these cars on order and I'm, I am personally interested and your thoughts on it, because I got to make a decision. I got a lease coming due in July. I got to do something myself. So there you go. I appreciate the phone call. 800-926-7777, carprousa.com. That's our website, and that's where you'll find our FAQ page. If you don't know quite what you want in a new vehicle, call CarPro USA now and get help. 1-800-926-7777. If you've never been to carprousa.com, you're um, kind of missing out because if you like the show, you'll love the website because it enables Jerry to go into much greater detail on the website than he can here on the air. So in your spare time, check it out, carprousa.com. And now we go to Rusty. Rusty, welcome. How can I help you? Oh, I've got just a, a short questions, two questions. <clears throat> I'm thinking about, I'm trying to make a choice between two used cars. <clears throat> One is a 2008 GMC Yukon. Mm-hmm. The other is a 2011 Dodge Caravan. What are the miles on these things? Uh, the Caravan is one, two, three. One seven seven. All right, and how about the Yukon? One three zero six seven four. Okay, so they're both, you know, fairly high mileage. But when if you look at the miles driven per year, which is something I always look at, the Yukon is going to have less miles per year. Um, okay. And I think the Yukon is probably a better vehicle. They, it's just, it kind of depends on the, I mean, they're so different size wise. 
Uh, yeah, that was one of the things that was I was thinking about. I'm an older woman, and I carry older women in the car with me, and some of them have a hard time getting up in the Yukon, whereas yes. they, you know, would be able to get into the other one. Okay. But I'm, I really need to think about what's best totally, I think, for me. <laughs> you know, what um, what should I do, you know, about um, is it going to last? You know, I'm 76, and I, <laughs> is it going to last for me? You think? I don't know. Now, Rusty, <laughs> let me let me let me ask you a question because I'm I'm unclear. Are you looking at one of these two to buy, or do you have both these and you're trying to figure out which one to keep? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. And and so we're, you we're, know which one to keep? Were both of them bought new? Uh, no. Uh. Uh-uh. Okay. Just the, the caravan. The caravan I mean, was just bought. The Yukon, John, oh, okay. Just, yeah, Yukon. And to your knowledge, neither one's been in a wreck. Uh, well, I know the Yukon hasn't, but I, I, I'm not absolutely sure the Judge hasn't. Okay. <laughs> but well, anyway, and how long? It doesn't have any dings on it. Nothing. It's just really, really clean. And how long and have you owned the, the 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 van? How how many years have you had it? Okay. Well, I wasn't going into all this, but it's it's a I have a, a fun and it's a donation and somebody is and I'm thinking about maybe if I could get more money, I could to for the donation, I could donate my vehicle and then buy the other one. And so um, I guess what I'm trying to say is their value, which which would be worth more money. Well, the Yukon um, Yukon is going to be worth more by far. I mean, okay. it's not even close. Okay. Uh, Yukon's a very popular SUV. SUVs as a whole are popular. Vans are yeah. not. I mean, as time has gone on, vans have yeah. fallen less out of favor with the public. So typically, yeah. they're very, very cheap. I, I, I think you'd be more comfortable in the van. I think it's easier to drive. I think it's easier to see out of. I think your friends yeah. would have a much easier time getting in and out of it. Yeah, he's got a big the fold down seats. I could put a sheet of uh, you know plywood. Yeah, in the, the stow and go yeah. those stow and go yeah. seats are nice. So yeah. I'm I'm leaning to, and and I'll be honest with you, I don't totally understand this donation thing. But if I, <laughs> if it were me giving you advice, it would be to keep the Dodge. They they've been great vehicles, and they got okay. really good about 2010 after Chrysler came out of their bankruptcy. They started oh. building some really great vehicles. Uh, and, yeah. and frankly, there's more to go wrong on the Yukon. I mean, there's just more things that can go wrong. So, because yeah. it, it's got more equipment. So, I, I, if I were you and I wanted, you know, to keep this thing for a while, uh, I think your least maintenance expense is going to be with the Dodge, and I think your 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 comfort level is going to be better with the Dodge. So, my final decision is keep the caravan. <laughs> And move on down the road. I is just, that your final answer? It, it is my final answer, and I do appreciate the phone call, Rusty. Thank you so much. I hope that's the right move for you. It's hard to tell with, with two used cars that's got that many miles. Anything could happen at any time. But I'd take my chances with that Dodge Caravan. Go to carprousa.com. Sign up for a newsletter today. We'll get it to you today. You will be able to read my article, and we just had a caller a little while ago. That was thanking me for my article on the on uh, how to deal with an insurance adjuster. Uh, he said I saved him a ton of money, 
and by him reading it. And 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 that's that's what it's for. That's one of my favorite articles, one of my most researched articles. It's in this week, last week's. So it came out uh, Friday of this week. And, but we'll get it to you today, and then you'll get another one next Friday and every Friday thereafter. You know what you want, but not so sure about which brand. So call CarPro USA, 1-800-926-7777. And we got a Kurt in Cleveland, Ohio. Hello, Kurt. How can I help you? How are you today, Gary? Long-time listener, first-time caller. Thank you, sir. I appreciate that. I just bought a used 2016 Nissan Titan with the Cummings diesel engine this week. Yeah. And I took all the advice that I, I listen, I've been listening to you for years. I was able to take it to an independent mechanic. He said it looked beautiful underneath. And um, the only thing that was wrong, he saw there was a bubble in the spare. And But when I purchased it, and I was looking, I talked to the dealer, and I told him I wanted new tires, and I had no problem. And then my mechanic told me just to tell him they probably have one of those new tires still laying, old tires laying around. They could switch that out for you. And my dealer said, no problem, my salesman. Yeah. And the mechanic came out, and he said, no, I'm not going to do that. We're going to order a brand new spare for you and put that on, which I thought was awesome. Yeah, that's fantastic. And um, they still have the original sticker price. You know, whoever owned it before me in the car it was over sixty three thousand. Yep, they were. They were you know, and I, I got it for twenty four out the door. Good grief! That is <laughs> you. You did with no trade in or anything. Well, I am well with the trade ins. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. So, I mean, I figure they wanted uh, just under 29, a little over 28. Okay. And then with my trade-ins. You did so good. I, I figured the trade-ins, they were already paid off. So, I figured 24 out the door, you know. So. Yeah, the resale on these trucks has been horrible, which is one of the reasons I don't recommend buying new ones. Uh, the engine itself, that Cummins engine has been good. When I reviewed it when it first came out, and I think it was a 2016 um, you know, it, it was it was a bit of an odd truck for me because it didn't have the typical pulling power of a three quarter ton diesel. I mean, it was rated at like twelve thousand pounds, and I mean, there's six cylinder half tons that'll do that these days. So it, it if and I've said it a thousand times, if you're looking at a Nissan Titan XD and you're just looking for good fuel economy in a truck. And long engine life and a truck that'll get you from here to there for a lot of miles, it's a very, very good buy. So I think you did great. I think the price was great. Sounds like you had a good dealer. And I appreciate you listening all these years there from Cleveland. We appreciate you so much. Just two steps. Think about what you want in a car or truck. Now call CarPro USA to find it. 1-800-926-7777. This hour of CarPro USA is brought to you by O'Reilly Auto Parts, your professional parts people. Go to the website. It's O'ReillyAuto.com. Check out their specials. You can save some big money there. Yeah. 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 I like saving money. We like saving money. That's what the FAQ page 
does in a, about a half the questions is save people money. Yeah, like you were talking right. about the how to deal with an insurance adjuster, the diminished value thing. Yeah, people are still amazed by diminished value. I don't. It, you'd think as much as we've talked about it over the last at least fifteen years, you know. But we've got new listeners coming in yeah. all the time, and the theory behind diminished value, and it is, uh, I've seen it. I, I don't know if, if a thousand times is accurate, but if not, it's pretty close. Um, people who have wrecks that's not their fault, their car gets damaged, their car's not worth what it used to be because it's been in a wreck. So, in other words, if you're looking at two used cars side-by-side sitting on the lot and they're comparable cars with comparable mileage and one's been wrecked and one hasn't, which one are you going to pay the most money for? The one that hasn't. So, there is a loss of value if you've been in a wreck and it wasn't your fault. You shouldn't be penalized for that. Insurance companies have to pay you for that, and that amount can vary greatly. I've seen I've seen diminished value claims as much as fifty thousand dollars. Now that was a Ferrari, it was an odd case, but still, most of them depend. You know, so many. Everybody always wants to ask me, so what's the formula? Well, there is no formula for diminished value. Every case is different. In your own experience. When either, I think it was your wife, maybe you, but when one of you hit the pothole in the city where you lived that hadn't been marked off? Uh, it was, they'd cut out the concrete to re-pour a big spot. And hadn't put barriers and up. And put barriers up. And it cost how much damage to your Land Rover? $12,000 worth of damage with no visible damage. So it was all chassis and underneath and tires and wheels. And it was a $12,000 claim to repair it to new. The diminished value portion of that was $17,000. On top of the twelve? Oh Oh, yeah. So you got $17,000. In diminished value. In diminished value. Yes. Wow. I know. But it was a nearly new Range Rover that... Very expensive. And now it's got a, a repair record. Yeah, frame damage. Yeah, well, what it didn't actually damage the frame. No, oh. but still, it that's an expensive vehicle. It's been in Iraq. It's been in Iraq, and it's going to hurt. It's going to be harder to sell, and it won't bring as much. Henry in Pflugerville. That's at the FAQ page, by the way. If you want to read about it, Henry, welcome. Yes, sir. How can I help you, my friend? Well. <clears throat> I'm on speaker. Is that is that bothering your call? No, not at all. You sound fine. Okay, we uh, you got an audience here. My wife and I, my mother-in-law. I mean, my sister-in-law. We're talking cars. My question is, my question is, <clears throat> I've looked at a Subaru Ascent, a Honda Pilot, and a Volkswagen Atlas. Yep. In your opinion, what would be the better buy? Uh, for me, I'm going to go with the Subaru. Uh, I love the safety system that's part of being a Subaru. I love the fact that they're all-wheel drive. Uh, you may not need it ever, but it, you know, once you do, you do. Uh, and and I, I look at it for resale value. Subaru Ascent is, holds its value like crazy. So, I mean, you throw all those things together and – 
there's not a bad one in your in your in your picks, Henry. All three of them are good, but but one is a standout, and the standout is the Subaru Ascent. Okay, now my concern about that it it's a four cylinder. Yeah, but that, why 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 would that? I mean, it's got plenty of power. Why would that be of concern? Well, I just have never had a four cylinder and uh you know I've driven one and it does get up and go yep uh, but in the, in the long run I just you know I'm, I'm just old school I guess uh, I know Henry I had to I had to get over it too I had to I, I you know it's it's no different with me I I would have up to 5 years ago I would have told you you could never I would never have anything but a V8 pickup but if you ask me today, I would tell you I wouldn't have anything but a six-owner pickup. It's just it's all different. It's all changed, and it's and it's mostly the use of turbo chargers that have got us to where we're getting better fuel economy and more power out of smaller engines. Uh, Subaru, I I I was a Subaru dealer in the mid '80s, and when I look at what they've done today, and again that the safety system. I think is the number one selling tool for me. If I were looking at those three, that's why I would get the Subaru, but there's nothing negative that I could tell you about the Subaru. I I mean, it's been great. The Atlas is fine. Uh, I don't think the interior is as nice as the Subaru, Uh, the Honda pilot, kind of a similar scenario. It doesn't have as much room. It's nice. And Hondas are are well known for quality, but I got to tell you this, I would put, Subaru quality up against Honda any day of the week or Toyota either for that matter. So if I were you, Rudy, I'd go absolutely go with the Subaru. I've got two really good Subaru dealers in the Houston area. Both of them are Gilman dealerships and both of them really, really take good care of our listeners. And now let's go to um, Don in Houston. Don, welcome. Yes, hi. Hi Thank there. Thank you for taking my call. Sure. I have a question for you. I uh, wanted to get your opinion about the used LX 2010. Uh, this car has all the options. It has a uh, old window sticker of $74,000, I believe. And the Carfax auto check, everything is clean. It has two owners. And they're asking $28,000 for it. Um, my question is, how is the durability of this car? I, I know that it's kind of the same, same as a Land Cruiser, but what is your opinion about spending that oh, kind of money on 92,000 miles? Don, I, I wouldn't be afraid of a 90,000-mile LX, Lexus LX. I mean, it's been driven 9,000 miles a year. That's so far under the average, and these things are so good. And you're right. It's it's basically a Toyota Land Cruiser. Um the quality is, um, I mean, it's unparalleled. You cannot go wrong. And you already did the right thing, which was look at a history report. If the history report's clean, then I think you've got your, I think you've got yourself a heck of a good buy there. That sounds like a lot of money for a 2010. I promise you. It's not, though, the way they hold their value and how few of them there are out there. I mean, Believe it or not, the Toyota Land Cruiser would bring more money than this Lexus LX, which makes no sense 
because the LX has got a nicer interior, but the resale on a Land Cruiser is through the roof. You see those things run through the auction, and you just shake your head going, wow, a dealer's paying that for this, and he's going to sell it and try to make some money? I think you're fine. I think you found a really nice vehicle. Make sure it runs and drives well. If it does, I'd stick a foot in it. To get the very best advice on your next set of wheels, call CarPro USA now at 1-800-926-7777. This is CarPro USA, and if you've been listening to the show for any length of time at all, I'm sure you've heard us refer to something in this week's CarPro newsletter. And if you're not a newsletter subscriber, here's the deal. Go to carprousa.com. On any page that you land on, you'll see subscribe to the free newsletter. Just enter your email address there. And sometime later this afternoon, this evening, maybe first thing tomorrow morning, you'll have yesterday's edition in your inbox in on your computer or iPhone or whatever you use. Yeah, I had a fascinating article, and I don't know why I'm – we 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 gauge our clicks what people actually look at that way i kind of know what you like and i can continue with articles that attract you um it's it's like the sales list you know top sellers and of different segments and overall top sellers etc but i have a story i thought everybody would be interested in this week and nobody was uber and hyundai Teaming up to bring air taxis to you. In New York City. Well, I mean, that's the first place, but I mean. Talk to me when they come to Dallas or L.A. or Houston or anywhere (laughs) else we're on the air. Well, but I don't, I'm not sure. What did you find so interesting about it? Just the fact that Hyundai would, would invest a lot of money with Uber, who it's a nice company. I use Uber a lot myself. I'll use Uber tonight, as a matter of fact. But they've never made any money. And the fact that Hyundai would take their money and put it in with Uber was just sort of uh, interesting to me. The air taxis, are they going to be just modified helicopters or single-wing aircraft, or are they going well, to be til- flying cars? They're tilt-wing. So tilt-wings? Yeah. So that they, but but the, the concept behind this was to build buildings where they can land these things because they're not going to be able to land them on the street or in parking lots or any of that stuff. And there's and, stuff on the top of all tall buildings. It's and not, there's stuff up there yeah. and uh, lounges and things where people can connect with each other and use their Wi-Fi and all that stuff. I don't know. I just thought it was interesting. Well, if I tell you what, if I lived in New York, from what I've heard about the traffic to get from downtown New York to the airports, and I had the money or the company was paying for it, I'd use an air taxi. Yeah, and the technology, yeah. would, you know, of it being all an all-electric tilt rotor was interesting to me, too. Let's talk to Rudy in Bay City, Texas. Rudy, welcome. Rudy, are you there? Well, I guess Rudy is not there. His question was... Well, can, you hear, can, hey, can you hear me? Now I can. Now can I can. Yes, sir. Okay. I don't want to lose you. I've been trying to get you for six months. So, uh, you sound like my wife. Yeah, very long waiting line. <laughs> uh, my, my 
question is, about six months ago, uh, someone called you and was talking to you about the 2014 Ford pickup. And uh, what I understand that you highly rated that pickup that year, model of 2004. Yeah. And I, I just want to get a confirmation on that, if that's, if that's true. Cause, 2014. Uh, the 2014, I'm kind of looking to get another truck. I never had a Ford. I've always been a Chevy man. But I just found out about Chevys that they just always leak air. They, 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 the noisiest truck I've ever been in. Yeah, the and Ford, the Ford cab. The Ford Cab has always been the quietest out there. Now, I think that changed with 2019 when the new Ram came out. But, because uh, it is, Rudy, I, I don't know if I've ever been in a quieter vehicle. But 2014 F-150 was a really good truck. That truck had been around three or four years. Uh, the EcoBoost was very well uh, entrenched at that moment. Then in 2015, the big change came, which was the all aluminum body if you recall so and and i'm a fan of the all aluminum body but still the 2014 is going to be a better buy because it's an older body style and it has been a great truck no issues that i know of of any kind my friend car truck suv crossover let car pro usa help you choose the right one call 1-800-926-7777 Mike, in San Diego, you're going to have the last question of this hour. How can I help you? Hey, Jerry. Thanks for taking the call. You bet, bud. What's up? Yeah, I have a, well, I've got a 2013 Focus with like 185,000 miles on it. <clears throat> when I got this thing, I was in a desperate situation. So, I mean, I had to take whatever they would give me. So, I'm about 6,500 loans still left on this car oh and, lord um, uh yeah exactly i'm sorry buddy I'm <laughs> so sorry. i was just i know i was just looking for a little bit of hope i mean how can i get out of this thing yeah, um, you know the you got a lot of miles on a 2013 focus the focus transmission issues are well yeah, known yeah i'm yeah, sure uh, every, everybody that had a focus had had those uh, it's been a, it's something it's another reason I'm angry with Ford right now because they had that problem and they wouldn't admit to it and a lot of people lost a lot of money. How's your yeah. and I'm sorry to ask, but how's your credit? It's horrible. I'm uh, under six hundred. Okay, you're going to need a car that's got a lot of rebates on it um, because what mm -hmm. we got to do you can you can be upside down and you can have bad credit, but the two together are very difficult to overcome. Uh -huh. So if you get a car that we, that we can even out, let's say your focus is worth 1500 bucks, and I'm trying to be kind, uh, and I you know. owe 65, <laughs> there, that's five grand that's got to be made up. A rebate will take that up and, and put you uh -huh. back even. But you need a car with a big rebate. Uh, and at the same time, you want a good car. And I'm sure the last thing you want me to do is recommend a Ford to you. But <laughs> the Fusion is a great car it's been a great car since day one it's got huge rebates and the car's going away that's why the rebates are good and the dealers are eager to get rid of them i would look at a new a brand new ford fusion to try to get you even in that focus i'm sorry that happened to you the car pro is jerry reynolds the show is car pro usa 
Call now for free advice. 1-800-926-7777. Hey, it's Mark Goodman here. And I'm Alan Light. And on this live episode of Sound Up, we discuss whether AI should be used to create and perform music. Plus, we've got news on the Jane's Addiction reunion. Ticketmaster gets hacked. The Black Keys adjusting their tour. And comments and conversations with you. Sound Up with Mark Goodman and Alan Light, the only music podcast that matters. Your source for everything happening in the world of music. Get it on Pandora, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey there, I'm your host and channeler and medium, bringing you over 30 years of experience to Portal Mystico podcast. I've dedicated my life to uncovering a treasure trove of tools and techniques, and I can't wait to share them with you. Join me on this incredible journey where we'll dive deep into spirituality, astrology, channeling, fitness, the divine feminine, numerology, and various spiritual modalities. And each week you'll receive invaluable insights and interviews that are going to bring you closer to that version of yourself that you want to achieve. Expect captivating interviews with experts, deep dives into metaphysical concepts and practical advice to ignite your creativity and boost your personal growth. I'm your host, Elena Maggio, and Portal Mystico Podcast. Listen to Portal Mystico on Pandora app, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite platform. 